Welcome back. Good to have you. Final hour of the program. Final hour of the program. Boy, it is windy outside. Damn. Hear stuff creaking, and I'm uh, looking out the patio doors, and stuff's flying past. Uh, my neighbors at the bottom of the hill, they have a, a big trampoline for their kids, and the there's a netting that goes around trampolines, and if you're a homeowner, you've seen these. Uh, it kind of keeps the kids in the trampoline <laughs> so they don't jump out of it. Well, the netting just flew off. I mean, just took off, just like you just like, I guess something just tore loose and off it went, gone, swoop down the street. So it's it's breezy outside. Hey, if uh, you are uh, out and about, maybe you want to you know kind of effort against the breeze, or you're going to go watch some hoops, some Brewers baseball, or you just want to get out and enjoy yourself. Our friends at the Social House reminding you they have a all new, you have a whole new group of menu items. The Tiger Burger is I'm I, just go for it. The Tiger Burger or the Sub Sandwich, the, the Meatball Sandwich, either one, just fantastic. The Tiger Burger is awesome. Check out our friends at the Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. They still, yes, they still have the Cheese Curd Burger. That's the original. That's a Cheese Curd Burger, and that's got curds on it. It's not one big fat-ass curd. It's just a bunch of curds. You just go, good. But check out our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Good stuff. Uh... What do we got here? We got a couple of different things. Uh, this one's from Jesse. No, oh, no, Jesse, I read that earlier. Jesse, you just you email like 47 times a day. I appreciate it, but uh, you keep saying the same thing. You get angry if I don't agree with you. Um, now, the caller at the top of the hour talked about, you know, moving on and possibly working with Bill Belichick because there's been some discussion about whether or not Mac Jones is going to be the quarterback of the future for the Patriots, and he's not real happy with that. And remember, though, Bill picked him, you know. But – uh, if if the and our caller said, look, if the Jets drag their feet, screw them. Call Bill Belichick. Call Bill up. The only problem with that is, well, actually, I shouldn't say the only. There's two problems with that. Bill doesn't have the a first, cell phone. Uh, well, there you go. That might be one of them. Uh, the the first problem I see is Aaron Rodgers. You have to, you know, Rodgers could ret- retire. I mean, he. He has stated he wants to go play for the Jets. While it may behoove Goody to say, hey, if you're the Jets, screw you if you're going to try to screw us. But Rodgers has to agree to it because if Rodgers turns around and says, you know what, I don't want to go play in New England. I'm just going to retire to hell with it. Or he says, I, you know, I, I don't want to do this and just makes a stink about it. Regardless, even though you can say, Rodgers, we're trading you no matter what, you have no say in this, he could turn around and go, I'm retiring, talk to you later. And then you owe him the money. And he could sign the papers right then and there and pass them off, and he's done. So that's the first thing. If Rodgers would then turn around after telling the Jets and having the Jets come and meet with him and liking Nathaniel Hackett and liking Salah and putting his arms around this organization, now tell him you're going to go play for Bill Belichick, I don't think he would do that. I don't. Th- first of all, that team is not ready to win a Super Bowl. And secondly, I don't think he would do that. So that's the first caveat to this. Secondly, if you did that, uh, the chances of you making a straight-up deal, handshake, man-to-man, here's-my-word type of deal in this league ever again, probably not going to happen. Unless, of course, behind the scenes, you found out that Douglas and the Jets and company were trying to screw you. If Douglas was indeed dealing right now with Lamar Jackson and that was coming out, then you could say, look, you guys were – you didn't want to pay us. You hedged your bets. You know, you're you're trying to do something kind of backhanded us. So we just took advantage of our situation and did what we did. But 
you got to get Rodgers to buy in, and I don't think Rodgers would buy in. I just don't. I think it would be if you can't send him to the Jets, then I really believe it would be at that point in time probably the 49ers or nobody. I think that would be it. Just just my, my assumption. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Yeah, Rick says, don't forget, Rodgers and Bill O'Brien, not going to happen. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> not going to happen. Can you imagine Bill O'Brien screaming at Aaron Rodgers? I, 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 one of those two would end up in the darkness. <laughs> Just wouldn't happen. No, nah, baby, no. Nah. And remember, he just he just Bill Belichick just brought Bill O'Brien in because Matt Patricia was the play caller last year, and that was not good. So I don't even think it's 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 necessarily Mac Jones that is looking to be dealt. I I just think it's and Bill Belichick. Who knows if he is kicking the tires or not? But um, I don't think Bill Belichick's in danger of losing his job. But you put another couple seasons together that aren't good. I would. I could see Bill Belichick saying, "You know what? I don't want to do this anymore." You know, Belichick, Belichick is. I think now, I hate to say desperately searching because he's so accomplished, but I think now there is this level of you need to get it done without without Tom Brady. Even if you don't win a Super Bowl, you need to get it done. You need to be a winning coach in the postseason without Tom Brady consistently. Yeah, you got there with Bledsoe, and then the switch was made, and you won the championship, and you never looked back. But I think that he needs to, uh, or at least in the back of some people's minds, he needs to do something in the postseason without Tom Brady. That might be the only thing he's chasing right now. Otherwise, he's going to be the yeah, but coach. Yeah, he's great, but he didn't do it without Brady. Uh, 877-867-1670. I personally think that the Jets are f- that that the Jets are closer to getting deeper into the postseason than the uh, than the Patriots are. But I'll say this: I think the Patriots are a good football team. Don't get me wrong; I'm not knocking the Patriots, thinking that they're they're terrible. They're that's a hell of a division. You know, if Tua comes back and they play well, and now they picked up Ramsey defensively down there in Miami. Um, if Tua comes back and plays the way he did before he went down with the first concussion last year, then the, the Dolphins are extremely viable. Josh Allen and the, the, the Buffalo Bills. It's funny because they're already saying that the window is closed on uh, on that for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills. But I, I, I still think they're, they're the tops in the division. And then if Rodgers goes there, obviously, the Jets are right in there with everybody else. The Jets may still not even be uh, the best team in their division, even if Rodgers goes there, you know. Um, so, yeah, the Patriots are a good football team. They're just in a division that's just an incredible division. You know, you put them in the, uh, the you know, the AFC South or NFC South, it's like, phew, come on. 877-867-1670. Uh, Jason says retirement's cheaper and it all comes off at once. Uh, no, it's exactly the same monetarily. If you trade him or he retires, the, the money against the cap is the same. If you trade him, it's it's forty million bucks. If he retires, it's forty million bucks. It all comes off at once. If you trade him before the the draft, same as same. If he retires, it's either or. That's why you would rather be 
trading them and get something in return than get nothing at all. And if he retires after June 1st, then you get to split that money up as opposed to having it all just, you know, hit your cap this year. But um, but it's exactly the same whether you trade him or he retires. The difference is, is that if, if he retires, you don't get anything. That's why you want him to say, I'm all in on the Jets, so it, eventually you get something in return. 877-867-1670, uh, Good stuff today. Good calls today, too. Uh, thanks to everybody for, for giving us a shout. Um, by the way, Steve says, hey, did you see that the Babe Ruth professional model bat and what it sold for? I, It was the bat that was dating back to 1920 and 21. In that, in that season, the private treaty sale of the Babe Ruth bat, and I read this, it went for just under $2 million. $2 million. Um, I think it was like 1.8 is what it sold for. But it was it was a bat. I don't know if it was a game-used Babe Ruth bat from 1920-21, an autograph bat, or if it was just a, a one-of bat. I couldn't tell you. I didn't read all the details on it, but I did see that. 1.85 million bucks for a Babe Ruth professional model bat. And I don't, when they say professional model, I don't know if maybe that's just the Babe Ruth model, the style that was manufactured back then in 1920-21, or if that's something that was game used for Babe Ruth. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have all the details on it. But, yeah, it's that's crazy. My buddy Craig, he, uh, he's got, man, he's got all kinds of memorabilia. He's got stuff in it. He's got over a quarter million baseball cards in his basement. Just like, and some of them now are. It used to be like Tops was it back in the day. Tops was it, and then all the different styles of cards, holograms of cards, gold package cards, different levels of. It all started. It all started to flood the market, and then the market went and it went way down for a while, and now the market's resurfaced. For sports memorabilia, it started to come back. For a while there, it was taking a beating. Now, really unique items, they're always going to have a place um, in this world. There's no doubt about that. But things like baseball cards, basketball cards, and football cards, and all the kind of craziness, you know, that, that took a beating for a while. And and then now, now Tops is like the lower end as opposed to some of these other manufacturers. You can buy some of these packs – uh, they're 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 uh, like five thousand dollars a pack, still in the foil, and then you get it, and then it's like a a, a grab bag, you know. Whatever you can get out of it is what it's worth, and so some may be worth, you know, a couple thousand bucks. Some may be worth ten thousand bucks. You know, it is what it is. But um, between the tops baseball card and Jason, you got a point. Years ago, uh, it's become more with the different uh, watermarks and holograms. It's become more regulated. But years ago, when you just had a Topps baseball card, it also became flooded. The market was flooded with fraudulent merchandise, um, non-authentics, you know, and it became flooded. And the other thing was the the, uh, uh, market got hit with mass-produced stuff. 
So that was the other thing, and then it wasn't really worth anything. By the way, Weimer just went yard. Man, they didn't get a home run in the first 16 innings, and now all of a sudden they, that's all they're hitting. Three-run bomb. Three-run bomb. Nice stuff. I think people are starting to wonder, Bill. You look at all the additions. You look at the young guys being on the roster. Uh, what if Dan Arnold's a better GM than David Stearns? Oh, God. I mean. I say that with a half grin on my face. Yeah, I mean, just like. Because Brian Anderson went deep yesterday and Wade Miley right. pitched strikes. Right. Um, People yeah, are wondering, I, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the only way he's going to be a better GM than David Stearns is if they win a World Series because David Stearns got him to an NLCS. So that's the only way you get better. David Stearns traded Hater. Dan Arnold didn't. Matt Arnold? That's yeah, what I mean. No. Well, here's the thing. He, he traded Hater, but was, was that something that he wanted to do or he was instructed to do? That's a good question. You know, I don't think that trade happens if – Put it this way. Do you think if he is in New York for the Mets and the Mets are in the thick of it and the Mets have more money than God and Josh Hader is your closer, do you think last year he would have traded Josh Hader? No, I don't. I don't think so either. And if we both say no, then we know where that order came from. It was laid down by the man paying the money who always says it's not about the money, but otherwise there was no reason – on God's green earth or one way in hell that you would have traded Josh Hader away when you were right there to win your division. And, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, David Stearns is going to be the guy that takes the heat for it, but we all know where that directive came from. We all know. From the man that tried to explain the monetary aspect of baseball uh, on opening day, the Brewers opening day, when uh, he stuttered and stumbled all over his words and couldn't figure out what the hell he was going to say, when pretty much pinned to the wall, why would you be like this? Oh, well, you know, you circumstance of that, money. And that was his explanation. And we all went, what the hell was that? It sounded like Lou Holtz. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah, but Lou Holtz did that over, you know, the next team coming up. You know, hey, Lou, you know, you've got your first game of the season against the uh, the women's college from across the bay there. You know, Lou, you know, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I'm telling you why those women, <laughs> some big shoulder pads. I mean, you know, come on, it hit, hit hard. I mean, you know, Russian border guard somewhere. He went, what? <laughs> it was always like the best team in the world they were playing. It could have been, you know, a whole bunch of people that just came off of a bus searching for food. That's the best team that Notre Dame's played in the last two decades, but that's the way Lou Holtz would build them up. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continues on. If you're looking for a mortgage, you want to get pre-qualified, this time of year people start looking for homes. You get out of that market a little bit. I saw, as I was driving around yesterday, I saw it was kind of odd because the housing market has been so hot, you really haven't seen too many for sale signs up in front yards. But I saw a couple yesterday, and my first thought was, you know, my buddy Scott Ellis, uh, I thought, you know, man, uh, you know, you're going to start doing a little shopping. Uh, he's the guy to get you pre-qualified so you know what you can and can't afford. And also, if you want to have if you have a home and maybe you're going to do some springtime projects and do some renovation, maybe put some of that equity in your home to work for you. He can get you done with there as well. And you got to ask him as interest rate. God, when did gas get to 350 again? I was out yesterday. Gas is at 350. Everything's still going up, including the interest rates. So with the interest rates at, at, at six and a half, seven, seven and a half, ask him about a four and a half percent interest. And the 2-1 buy-down. Ask them about that. And I had a couple people that have asked me and said, what, what the hell is that? I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, that's not me. That's not my end. You know, I can talk to you about batting averages and such and, you know, quarterback ratings. But I, I'm, I don't know when it comes to this stuff. He does. And he's always available. Just call him. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. That's my buddy Scott Ellis in Homeside Financial. Again, 414, right here in Wisconsin, 791-7771. And ask him about the 2-1 buy-down because they uh, they really do. They, they can get you done for a different deal than a lot of other people can. They've been doing it a long time. So get a hold of, get a hold of Scott. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, the uh, – Gary says, uh, don't forget, or not Gary, uh, Greg says, well, let's not forget they're hitting bombs now because it was cold and windy in Chicago. Uh, Okay, but it was cold and windy in Chicago for the Cubs too. And the Cubs won on day one. I mean, yeah, it it is what it is. I mean, they just just took them a little bit longer to get heated up. They still won two out of three games. It's not like they weren't able to hit the ball at all. They still won, and in that last game, they drilled them. They uh, played at 10 runs in that game. So, not overly concerned about that. Just an FYI. Hey, Ben, uh, give me your thoughts. The Green Bay Packers, uh, betonline.ag, uh, I believe it's betonline.ag, came out with the odds and percentages for teams to make the playoffs next year in the NFL. What do you think the Packers' chances are to make the playoffs? Are we talking – Numbers like minus one fifty, minus one ten. No, no, no. The percentage, just because I've got the odds, but the 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 uh, the odds will suggest what the the percentage chance of making the playoffs or not making the playoffs is. What is the Packers' chance of making the playoffs next year? I'll say forty three percent. Thirty two point two. Oh, that feels very low. It does. Sixty eight point eight percent chance that they do not make. The playoffs next year. I found that interesting. Minnesota, 56.5% chance of not making the playoffs. The New York Jets, as it sits right now, 57.5% chance of making the playoffs. They're taking the Aaron Rodgers factor into consideration as it sits right now. I, I, I find this really interesting. Philadelphia, by the way, 77.8% chance of making the playoffs. So you're pretty much locked in 
That should probably scare the hell out of you. <laughs> I mean, I think they'll make it. The ceiling, obviously, is a lot higher. The expectations are a lot higher. San Francisco, no quarterback right now, still an 83.3% chance of making the playoffs. That's a higher percentage than Cincinnati at 77.8. That was a team that was in the AFC and has Joe Burrow as a quarterback. So with, with Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, or somebody off the street, they're so good, San Francisco has still an 83.3% chance of making the playoffs according to Vegas. That's crazy. Dallas, 65.5% chance of making the playoffs. Jacksonville, 65.5%. Baltimore, 63.6% chance of making it. Detroit, 63% chance of making the playoffs. Interesting. A lot of interesting stuff there. So... Just some early betting lines, if you're uh, if you're interested. By the way, the uh, the NCAA tournament next year uh, of teams and their possibility of winning it. What if you're going to push put down a little bit of money? Wisconsin comes in at 100 to one. They're lumped in with Colorado, Florida, Kansas State, Providence, Texas Tech, and Wisconsin, all at 100 to one. I'm sorry, is that basketball win- or football? Um, basketball. Basketball. Yeah. I mean, their team should be, honestly, pretty good next year. Marquette, 16-1. to 1. They're the fourth best odds to win, win it all next year. That's where the expectation level is for Marquette. Kentucky is 11-1 to 1 with what they have coming back. Duke at 12-1. to 1. Purdue at 12-1. to 1. UConn now at 14-1. to 1. Kansas at 16 to 1 and Marquette at 16 to 1. How about that? Do you know the two teams, Bill, that are in line to return the most production in the country? I want to say Wisconsin. Wisconsin's number two. Yeah. With Tyler Wall coming back that we heard yesterday. Is Marquette number one? They are. That was a, uh, a question. I felt you were leading me to water and I drank it. Yeah, it's well done. Not a bad way to go. I mean, a lot yeah, will change. With every... A lot will change with sure. the portal, but in terms of from this year's team, which always bodes well. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Some interesting odds and ends. I, I like that. I like that. Um, here, here you go. I'll give you a couple of things real quick for the Masters through BetOnline.ag. Um. Masters champion, if you want to bet on Rory McIlroy, Scheffler, Rahm, Spieth, Thomas, or Cantlay, they're 2-1. to one. The field, 5-13. to 13. Would you bet on one of, the, one of the top six or the field? Now, remember, you said on, uh, on Easter Sunday, Spieth wins. Yes, Keep that, that in has mind. been the case. I would take one of the top six just because of the nature of the tournament and mm-hmm. who those guys are. I would love to put a different six together, but I would take one right. of the top six. The one bet I'm all over, honestly, is top amateur. 
It's always my favorite. The low am. There's this kid yeah. from Vanderbilt named Gordon Sargent, for those that care about golf. He hits it further <laughs> than almost everybody on tour. He's 19 years old. He, he right. won the NCAAs last year, and he's like plus 130 to be the low amateur. And he's, he's incredible. Like, he's going to be the next great one to come out of college. Uh, here's betting. Uh, will Tiger Woods make the cut? Minus 200, one to two. One dollar to make two. No, eight to five. Tiger Woods' first round score and over and under is 72 and a half. And a whole bunch of other stuff regarding Tiger Woods. Uh, it's not a very hard cut to make because the field is small and then you have right. 10 of the old guys and some of the the random exemptions. So it's not right. a challenging cut. I think he makes so, it. Then you've got a lot of the prop bets, which I find interesting. What type of putter will the winner use, a blade or a mallet? The winner's score on the 72nd hole, will it be par, bogey or worse, birdie or better? And with the final putt, will the flag stick be in or out? Will the flag stick be left in for the winner's final putt? And the headwear. There's the hat, the visor, or no headwear at all. And who will the winner hug first? His wife and or slash girlfriend, a child, a parent, or no hug at all? I find it interesting that Caddy is not in there. Well, that's the obvious answer. Right. I think it'd be after Caddy. After the Caddy, then, is what they should say. Who will they hug first? I'll tell you what, if you want some analytics, the visor has kind of gone by the wayside in golf. It has. It doesn't uh, – Keith Mitchell, I think, is the one notable guy that still wears one. Mm-hmm. Does Freddie Couples? I he wore, don't He wore a visor for so. a long time. I don't know. Yeah, Freddie Couples did for a long time. But there you go. There's some of your prop bets coming up for the Masters, which begins tomorrow. Hello, friends. By the way, Hello, I wonder if how that's how Jim Nance answers the phone at home too. You know, he just picks it up. Ding. Answering Hello, machine. Friends. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Answering machine. Oh my god, that's a throwback word, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I I sure don't have one. I don't think I ever have. Right. I will say the par 3 contest is going on. You have mm-hmm. you have guys like Sergio out there uh repping the fireballs in head to toe fireballs gear. Right? Range goats are well represented as well. <laughs> Nice, you're having a ball. I'm sitting here watching the uh, the Brewers. By the way, the Mets came back in the uh, in the second inning uh, or the top of the third and tied it up. It's now four apiece. Brewers were leading four to one after the Weimer long uh, yard ball, the three run shot. But uh, the Mets have come back. So Brewers and Corbin Burns trying to fend them off with Yelich at the plate. On that note, we're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Hey, our friends over at Master Z's. Uh, they are in Brookfield on Blue Mountain Road. Uh, bar stools, dart boards, family fun games. But for the outside, they have fire pits, both gas and wood. They have grills and accessories. They've got the hammocks. They've got lighting, patio furniture, umbrellas right now. I know I need a new umbrella this year. I'm probably going to go over there and get one. Uh, but they got everything for the outdoors, the patio, the Adirondack chairs, the setup for the bars and bar stools. If you want to make your patio a little bit more entertaining, entertainment friendly. A lot of good stuff. I was just over there yesterday. 
Uh, that's our friends at Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. That's Master Z's, and people come because of the quality. You can have it. You can see it today and have it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you can get it, and they'll, they have it in stock. So call them, 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931 for in-store specials. That's our friends at Master Z's in Brookfield. 262-746-5931. Tell them we sent you. We'll wrap it up. What did we miss is coming up, too. That's right around the corner. Stay tuned. We're going to do that in a couple of segments. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Don't forget about our friends at Pottawatomi Hotel Casino. And uh, we went down there a couple of weeks ago for Kristen's birthday. We had a great big gathering down in the uh, 360 bar. We had a fantastic time. And the cool thing was that more than a few people won. It was it was exciting. Now, I'm not necessarily a gambler with a lot of luck, but Kristen won, I think, like 90 bucks, And uh, one of our friends, one of our friends won 1500 uh, And another friend of ours won $655. So it was uh, it was a good night had by all. Go to Pottawatomi uh, Hotel Casino, and they have the sports book, the temporary sports book that is now open. The full-blown sports book's coming in the fall. So that's going to be going on. And they have the uh, the Dream Dance Steakhouse, which is back open. Ryu's, uh, Ryu, the, uh, the, the sushi place is now open. 360 Bar is open. Bingo is back, and the hotel is cranking. And no reason not to check it out. Go to Pottawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig, excuse me, .com. And check out our friends at Potawatomi. And by the way, the food was fantastic. I cannot recommend the Philly cheesesteak sliders anymore if I had to. They were awesome. They had like a like a like a beef and an au jus sauce with cheese, and it, oh my god! And then these sautéed uh, mushrooms and onions, and yeah, it was it was really good, really good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Marv says, by the way, don't forget, Bernard Langer wears a visor still. There you go. Yeah, I was talking about golfers that had a remote chance to win. Yes. Bernard Langer. Uh, Jason says, hope Giannis goes for 60 tonight. Hope Jay Crowder, Dragic, and uh, Leonard get minutes as well. Good stuff. A lot of people enjoying the show today. Brandon, Jason, everybody, thank you so much. Always fun. Um, how, you know, here's the, here's the question. I've had a lot of comments, Ben, over the last couple of days on the, the temporary setup here. And people like it. People like uh, the, the, the setup that we're in, doing the radio show like this. Um, the new, the, I, and, and which is great. I, I Some people say you should just stay there. I, I'm not going to stay here because this is like a great, it's called the great room and it's a, a big living space and this is where you kind of hang out it's not a studio and it, it does have an echo down here i can't use a regular microphone because it echoes so much but i'm glad people like it i uh, i am ext- ecstatic that the uh the new um the new studio is coming along it's just coming along slowly <laughs> i wanted it done days ago and they're telling me ah it's probably gonna take us a couple weeks and it's like oh jeez, holy crap 
I just want to get it done. Uh, they're waiting on some lighting to come in. There's some lighting that uh, they're possibly going to hang from the ceiling that they want to for the for the camera side of things. So I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, uh, but yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. It's come along pretty nice. So I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, 877-867-167. And the soundproofing stuff, that big foamy uh, soundproofing stuff, like we have in our actual studio out in uh, in Madison, the soundproofing stuff is not has not arrived yet either. Just the cabinetry and the uh, the countertops have. So we'll get in there soon enough. No worries. No worries at all. Uh, Brewers tied with the Mets, by the way, at four apiece as of right now. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Joe. Joe says, uh, hey, guys. Uh, love the show today. Yes, Bill, I do like the new digs downstairs. That's cool. Uh, Elijah says that uh, if Mark Antanasio feels like he can't afford this team in the market that he's in, do you think he should just sell or would he take on an investor? We talked a little bit about that yesterday. You're not taking on – there's no investor out there that says, hey, Mark, I want to pour money into that team with you. And then Mark says, okay, but we're not going to make any more money. We're just going to spend more money. No investor is going to do that. Now, I don't know, again, going back to the wins and losses and pluses and minuses of the money, what what they're they're making. Um, but I, I can't imagine another investor coming in thinking that if they spend more money, there's going to be a larger return on your investment. There's only – the one thing you have to understand is the market you, you exist in only has so much discretionary dollar per fan and per company, per sponsor. And if you crowd in too many sponsors, that's one thing. I mean, I get, I've get, i got like uh, a couple of people that, that we switched out with, and I've got like for some of the local stuff we do for the motorcycle ride and stuff, we got like three spots left, you know. But I'm very discretionary when it comes to that. I don't just load it up and just go crazy because you don't do, first of all, it's too much. Second of all, you don't do your due diligence to the sponsors that you have. So you don't want to overcrowd things. So, yeah, the brewers could probably go out and sell anything relatively cheap and make more money. But I just don't – you devalue your product when you do that. Um, and, again, there's only so much in the market, whether it's media, sponsorship, um, fan base, and such that you can afford to do. Um, so I can't imagine anybody else saying, hey, Mark, I'll give you, you know, $200 million go get yourself a great team. Even if they win a World Series, you're going to see a bounce on that, but it's not going to be a sustainable bounce. It's not like it's going to you're going to get a 100% return on your investment. So that's the problem. You you know, e- even if you sell the team, unless you got somebody that just says, "Look, you know, money be damned. I'm 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 beyond billions." You know, you're you're not going to you're not going to do that. You're not going to get that. And especially in today's day and age, because you're not going to get an invest. Say, say the team's worth one and a half billion bucks. Well, you're probably going to have an investment group, not a single owner, come in and buy it. And then it's got to be a good owner, <laughs> remember. And it's got to be an owner worth, you know, worth their weight. Somebody that just comes in and says, hey, I want, to, I want the best baseball people to run my organization and not be an ego. And then they got to be willing to say, okay, in the right time and circumstance, we'll, we'll lose money to go for a championship. You just don't do it every year. And that's the difference between, you know, the Brewers and you talk about the Valley situation with 
Bally's not making the payments to many teams as opposed to the marquee network for the Cubs, the Yankees network, the S network for the Yankees, the Dodgers have their own network out in L.A. All those teams, they're making their own money. They're not reliant upon anything outside of them to make their own money. They're selling their own property. Where other entities such as Bally's were selling, they paid the brewers a certain amount of money, and then they went out and sold it to make that money back up. The problem was they, they spent that money to the brewers and other teams, and they never made the money back up, so they couldn't make the payments to the teams that they owed the money to. Therefore, they claimed bankruptcy. So it's 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 kind of a catch twenty two in that sense. And if you, I, I just the answer, the long winded answer to your question, no, he's not going to sell the team. And even if he does take an investment, it's a little pop to pay some bills. It's not going to be a major return on their investment for some new owner that's going to come in with a couple hundred million dollars. And suddenly you think there's going to be all this payroll available to keep players around. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. When we come back, it is time. Our own Ben Kenny. What did we miss? That's next on the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. much as always uh, certainly appreciate you uh, hanging out with us uh, brewers right now is it uh, still tied for a piece as a matter of fact the bottom of the fourth and uh, brewers brewers swinging the sticks um time now let's do this uh bring in our good buddy ben kenny producing the program because it is time for ben what did we miss all right bill i have to send it to you again i I, I wanted to I, – I thought we should have led the show with this, frankly, on Monday or, or maybe yesterday on Tuesday. During the Brewers, 10 nothing win. By the way, this has gone viral beyond <laughs> belief. And the As most, it should. Did, did, did they know the identity of this clown? Probably. I've not done much investigative work, but during the Brewers' 10 nothing opening home opening day, win over the Mets on Monday – there's a video of a fan standing in the middle of the concourse, just just peeing everywhere. Right. Just exposing himself to everybody. Everyone's walking by like nothing's happening, which I don't understand. It's a hilarious video. The dude just looking around in wonder while he's just peeing on the concourse. It's an electric video. I, um, I had an experience. I was down in Chicago. Um, I, and if you've ever been to Wrigley, have you ever been to Wrigley? Yes, I have. Okay. So if you've ever been to Wrigley, you know that you got to go down those tunnels and then you, you know, the old days back in the trough days and it was, it it was, it was, it was terrible. It, It was, the lines were long. There wasn't enough space. You know, the whole thing. And it was the same thing down in Wrigley, where people would just turn around and in the tunnel walls, just piss all over the walls. And it would be running down and all, you know, people are stepping in it and the whole thing. And it's just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Now, if you have gotten so hammered that you have to pee so bad 
that you cannot make it to the restroom, then you have an issue. I know some people have bladder issues. I don't want to you know, get into that. But I, I've seen this down at Wrigley. And it, this, this is, to me, this guy should not only be banned from American Family Field, but banned from every ballpark <laughs> throughout the land. Every ballpark throughout the land. Here's just, the thing, just, though. He's an absolute effing mess and should never be allowed in the ballpark ever again. I feel like there's a big difference between doing it in public when you're shielding yourself from everybody, like you, you go on a wall or in a corner, difference between yeah. that and just directly and doing this it guy? in everyone's faces. Now, oh, I just for difference. those that have not seen it, I just retweeted it. So <laughs> that that I've just retweeted it. So it's out there again, and for I don't know how many followers I have, I don't know, 25,000, 20,000, something like that, on, on Twitter, it, it, this guy's an absolute mess. <laughs> absolute it's so mess. good. Yeah, it's, it's so not. good. Uh, at least it's the Brewers not. won 10 to nothing, so we couldn't make a joke yeah. about the team peeing down their legs, too. Um, right. Well, the Mets have peed down their legs, for the most part. They, yes, they have. So there's that. Um, last night, Masters Champions dinner, obviously Greg Norman never won so he wasn't there but he was he was disinvited it wasn't the biggest note to come out of augusta though there was a video posted on twitter by stephen hennessy uh who writes for golf digest the masters and ibm watson are doing a new language a spoken word uh ai model to deliver uh-huh. highlights just like an announcer would on their app and here's what it sounds like it's quite odd Substrucker, 28 years old from Austria, is going to hit from the pine straw on hole one. He took stroke two, and the ball traveled 162 yards into the greenside bunker. So that's what it we're is, dealing with. Yeah, it is bizarre. It is. I I I I've gotten some reaction to it. Um, where people have said that, you know, some of it's okay, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's goofy. It's, it's almost like, you know, first of all, why'd they go with the Australian voice? (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, objectively the best accent. If you go around the world. Is that why? Okay. I think Uh, so. I don't, I don't think so, but uh, you know, okay. But yeah, it's, it's. It's better than getting a guy from, like, deep south Philly to do it. <laughs> That'd turn everybody <laughs> off in a second. I would love it. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. That guy just hit a tree. Yeah, a moron. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear. Do you ever hear the guy, the, uh, the, the broadcaster voice that does a lot of weird stuff and a lot of weird videos, say, on TikTok and Instagram? Yes, I have. I know what you're talking about. You know, about. crackhead over the, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I love to hear them do that. There's one where I was I was looking last night. There's a guy. He's a, I don't know if he's a soccer player, but he's dressed. He's on a he's on a field and he's dressed in soccer gear and he's picking his butt. I mean, just digging. <laughs> and this guy's voice is like clearly he knows he's on camera. Doesn't care. Oh, he's up to the wrist. <laughs> it just goes on and on. And I'm sitting in a car, just sitting at a stoplight, laughing my ass off. People have got to be looking at me as they're passing me by, like, either one, move your car, or two, what's wrong with you, dude? But I, I'd love to hear that guy do, like, commentating. That would be fantastic. I'd pay money to see that or oh, hear yeah. that. That'd a good joke made on Twitter 
was yes. uh, the, the way you know it's not the real announcers is that they stop talking when the when the guy hits the ball. Right. Which is good. Or the shot isn't completely ruined by Nick Felda. <laughs> right. um, who, by the way, he's he's not in the booth. It's his first Masters off. Uh, Trevor Immelman will be up there with yeah. Mr. Nance, who I like yep. a lot. My yeah. favorite part of the Masters, Bill, Uncle Vern on 16. Just gets Vern. the juices going. Yeah, he does. Oh, oh, oh. Vern gives you that little, oh, like you're not quite sure somebody just hit a good <laughs> shot or he just got caught with his pants down. He just loves it. Just the moment to go. I feel like he practiced. All right, that'll do it. Time for us to get out of here. Hey, don't pee in public and don't aim your wang at anybody walking towards you. That's the uh, that's the note of the day. So we get back at it tomorrow. Time for us to go. Have a go. See you.